What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another dope edition of Define Your Legacy. I'm your host, this Elijah McBee. And before we tap into today's episode, just want to shout out the online store of Define Your Legacy, which can be found at the link in the description of this episode. All right, we got t-shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, and a whole lot more. All right, so definitely feel free to check it out. All right, and just like that, we're going to jump right into today's episode. We got CJ on the show. What's going on, bro? How we doing, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Um, if you could, man, um, just introduce yourself um, and tell the world who it is that you are and the value that you provide. All right. So, yeah, so like you said, my name is CJ. All right. Um, real name, Charles Williams. Um, currently uh, assistant football coach at Central Connecticut State University um, from Hartford, Connecticut. You know, so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and and, and as long as I've known you, right? Like, because obviously, you know, we went to to school together. For those that don't know, um, you've always been like a football first kind of guy. So, like, how did you kind of get started into that? Right? Was it a passion since like you were really young? Um, I mean, I always knew my dad played, you know. Um, and then it was just I always remember this this day. So when I was young, maybe like four, like. He decided, all right, he gonna introduce introduce the game to me, like for real. Um, he had me outside trying to catch passes, and I had to catch ten in a row. We was out there till like nine o'clock, couldn't eat dinner, anything like that. Um, but it was fun, you know, just playing with him um, and and doing it because he loved it. Um, I started to take it real serious probably when I was seven, maybe six or seven. Um, you know, I seen one of my older cousin playing you know, organized football. Um, and then, you know, once my dad found out about, you know, the team, the Hartford Wildcats, shout out to the young boys on Hartford Wildcats, um, found out about that team. He signed me up and, you know, I just I just took off from, from there really. And just, you know, every year I just got the love for the game just grew and grew um, solely because I think because I was good. Um, so it made me love it even more than, than really – anything else honestly yeah. so yeah and I mean you made the transition from playing to now being a coach so how has that been to know that you know it's one thing to actually be on the field and playing but now you made that jump to being a coach at, a, at an early age too um the transition was was hard at first um you know I you know you know me you know growing like growing up going to school together you know, I used to tell you guys, tell you guys, I was going to the league, you know, and, and that was when we didn't even have a football team at Classical. And I was telling y'all, like, I'm going to the NFL and I'm I'm hooping 24-7 with all y'all mm-hmm. talking about the NFL, you know. So, um, you know, my last year of college um, had a pretty good year um, individually and as a team. Um, ended up getting hurt, obviously, um, but still tried um, to go and you know, try to play somewhere at the next level. Uh, once I, you know, recovered, uh, did a, an arena tryout, you know, didn't get the call. And after that, I was just like, all right, like, I got a kid right now. I can't be – I can't just be out here trying to chase the league playing-wise um, for for so long, you know what I mean? So I was just like, you know what, let me let me try out coaching. Uh, went to Winter High. You know what I'm saying to, um, you know, help with Coach Fleet and those guys out there, and you know I just felt like when I was there, just helping those kids, 
you know, do a certain technique or read things a certain way. And then for them to use what I was telling them to go out there and actually make plays, it just hit me different. Like, all right, I can impact the game in a different way rather than me being on the field and have to physically tackle somebody. You know, during that year, I was like, all right, this is cool, but I want to go. I want to go up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to do this full time. Like, I don't want to sit here and teach and coach or do anything like that. So, you know, that's that's really how, like, I got into college because I realized, like, this is what I want to do for my career. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to like, – if I'm, if I'm going to do it, I want to be all in um, in doing it. And obviously when I got to college, the transition was a little rough just because, you know, with me being so young and um, the school that I went to, I actually played against in college. So, like, a lot of those guys who were juniors and seniors, I was playing against them, you know, two years prior. You know, so just seeing them and knowing that, like, in my head, I'm like, yo, like, I can still probably go out there and do something, like, and then, like, just watching them do certain things. Like, I had always had that itch, especially, like, the first couple games. It was just like, man, I wish I was playing rather than sitting here telling somebody what to do. And then sometimes they don't do it and sometimes they do do it. Like, damn, like, I wish I could just go out there and do it myself. You know what I mean? So it was tough at first, but then after a while, like, I kind of got over it and, you know, so. Yeah. What would you say has been the difference between high school and college coaching-wise? Um, The difference, obviously, the, the the talent level um is a difference. But I think the guys in college compared to high school are willing to learn a little bit more than, than the high school kids. You know, depending on it, – it depends on the school district, you know, you're in um, – honestly, but coming from Windsor where like a lot of times you might get a lot of, you know, back talk and 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 things like that from some of the kids. Um in college they most of the guys realize like, all right, listen to the message and not the tone. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and a lot of high school kids don't don't realize that while they're playing. They just hear you yelling and automatically just get offensive. Hmm. You know, um and then the other thing too is um parents are somewhat less involved when we get to the college level. You know what I'm saying? So I could be a coach at high school and somebody, mom or dad, can come to the to my office or come to the school and ask, oh, why my baby not playing? Like, my son was this in Pop Warner, or he should, he should be the guy. And college is not like that. Like, like they, don't, they don't come to the office. They're not, they might heckle you, heckle you a little bit in the stands during the game, but nobody's that brave enough to come and – Sit in somebody and sit in one of our offices and say, "My son should be doing this. My son should be doing that." Because they know, like, if he's not playing, it's for a reason. You yeah. know what I mean, so. And also that, too, that, that's what I Yeah, and also too, at that level, right? It's, I feel like it's not just about coaching, but also some sort of mentorship, right? So, do you ever right, feel right. like there's there's moments as a coach that you have to kind of put on your mentor hat, if you will? For sure, for sure, all the time. You know. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say father figure, but I'm more like a, a, you know, a big bro to my guys. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. Like, it's cool to have a nice, like, little relationship. Like, oh, I can tell you what to do on the field. I can tell you blah, blah. But, like, the stuff off the field is, to me, is the most important thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you come in as a freshman, like, I'm trying to make you from, you know, a young boy to now you becoming a man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You with me, you're going to be with me more than your parents. You know what I'm saying? So so while you out here on campus, I got to make sure you doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you portraying yourself to be a, a respectable 
um, man out here while while you're on campus because you're not just representing yourself, but you're representing your mom, your dad, you know, your whole family. You're representing me as a as a coach, this this organization, you know. So I I make sure my guys, you know, they know that, um, you know, I'm fortunate enough that my style of coaching um, has been well for me, um, you know, and just the fact that I, I'm so young and I can connect with all the guys so easy compared to some of the older guys um, is, is one thing that I, that I do love. So, like, a guy can come to me and talk to me about anything. Like, you know, like, you messing with a little shorty, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was there. I did that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or he has a kid at a young age, like, while he's playing. Yeah, I did that too. You know what I'm saying? So, things like that, I can, I can help and just – guide them and, and tell them like okay from my experience I did this right now you can try and copy my experience or you can use what I said to help guide your own you know path or help guide your own uh, solution to whatever your problem you know may be yeah and I feel like you know a part of going to college is figuring out who you are as a person right I mm-hmm. think one of the things that doesn't get talked about enough for people that attend college is the idea of being able to network with other people that think like you and are your age and things like that um, but in your situation you're coaching other uh, student athletes right um, so what advice would you have for student athletes in general right when it comes to either grades or just making sure like you know you you go to the gym and, and treat this like like it really is you know a business right it's not just okay got a scholarship that's cool but now to maintain it right what what advice would you give for college students athletes out there yeah i mean first and foremost you know obviously the whole cliche of like you know you're a student athlete like student comes first that's that's the big thing and then on top of that i would say treat this like you're a pro athlete you know what i'm saying treat it like you're a pro athlete right because with all the NIL stuff and being able to get these deals, get these deals, you are, this is a business now. This is a business. So if you out there walling out, doing doing all these weird stuff out when you out off campus and everything like that, that's only hurting you. That's only hurting your brand. All right. So you gotta do what you would do if you were a pro. So if you're a basketball player and you got dreams of going overseas or going to the NBA, the way you would act if once you get into that setting, you need to act that way now. You know what I'm saying? Don't wait until you get that call or wait until you get in that situation. You need to do all that thing, do all those type of things now, like between nutrition, you know what I'm saying? Getting extra work in, um, you know, studying not only academically, but football wise in your playbook, doing doing all the little things that you may think, oh, I don't need to do that right now. I can wait until I'm a junior or senior. Like, no, you need to do that now. Train your body, train your mind. So when that time comes, it's, it's easy for you, right? The transition is all is all easy for you. Yeah. And do you think that's something that can be um, developed or taught like immediately as a freshman? Or do you feel like that's those, those are things that it may take some time, right? Either it's going to year two or three or four or whatever. Or do you feel like, all right, the minute someone starts college, like you only get four years, right? Or, you know, right. if you're and stuff like that. But for the most part, you really only get four years. So do you feel like um, these student athletes should really take advantage of every single day that they have because college goes by fast, right? It, it goes by right. extremely quickly. So would you say that um, and tell them that like, yo, make sure that like you, you take care of business every single day? Yeah, I think, um, I think each person is different, mm-hmm. you know, um, some guys may come from a background where they step in freshman year and they, they already for, for that, that, that transition to, 
to act that way. You know, then you got other guys who may not have ever seen it before. So it may take them, you know, a little bit, a little bit longer than, than how you would want it. But you just have to keep guiding, keep pushing, keep pushing. And then eventually when guys start to see some type of results or anything like that, then they'll realize like, all right, I can make something, something shake with it. You know what I mean? So like, if I if I'm at the if I'm at Alabama, you know what I'm saying. I might I may get a five star recruit who's already living that type of lifestyle, in terms of eating right and and training multiple times a day. He's probably already doing that, which is why he's a five star. So when he gets to Bama, you know, it's a smooth transition for him to just keep living that way. Whereas, and you know, I may get somebody from you know Hartford who's not who's not seeing that on a daily basis. Like they just seeing a lot of these Harvard guys. Oh, he's athletic and he's killing, it. and that's that's it. Like you know what I mean. So he he may not be working out multiple times a day. He may just be doing his his school workout and is still able to kill everybody in in the you know what I'm saying in, in the state. You know, so yeah. when he gets here to co- when he gets to college, it may take him uh, a year or two to finally realize like, oh okay, like this upperclassman is doing this and he's. He's producing this way, so let me let me let me try what he's doing and see if it if it works for me. You know what I mean. So it it just depends on who the who the kid is and what he's used to seeing. You know. So right, right, and and that's real, right? There's there's no two people that are exactly the same, right? When you consider right. where people grew up, um, where they went to school and what they've already been kind of exposed to, and then their surroundings, all that. So that's true. Um, but I also you know want to talk to you too, right? I know you had um a recent um, you know, opportunity um, out in Pittsburgh. And I don't want to be the one that um, says it first. So if you could just uh, tell people what you've been uh, up to lately. Yeah, so um, I actually just got back here, back in Connecticut Saturday, um, had the opportunity um, to work with the Pittsburgh Steelers um, for half of their training camp um, and work as a minority um, coach on the staff. Um, so I mean, it was a, it was a really good experience, you know. So, do you feel like do you feel like um you learned a lot? Do you feel like it kind of changed your your mindset about a couple of things at all? Um, I definitely learned a lot. I would say I probably learned a lot more on how I should approach my guys off the field in terms of like meeting rooms and and just doing little things that I once thought was like uh, kind of corny to do. Um, to like keep things going in the meeting room, keep guys engaged and things like that. That I seen some of them guys do um, when I was out there. So that now, like, I'm like, all right, I should, I should go about my business this way because it's working for them. So now let me try it um, with my guys. Um, obviously, on the field, I learned a ton. Um, you know, just having an opportunity to work with probably the best edge rusher in the, in the NFL and TJ Watt be around him so much, you know, be around a great coach in like Brian Flores or like, um, you know, the DCTA and coach Dunbar who was coaching at LSU and the Nick Saban in Alabama on the Nip, on the Nick Saban, you know, guys like that who are like top notch guys. And obviously Mike Tomlin, but like those are top notch guys. And I had the opportunity to just sit there on the field and, and see how they maneuver um, coaching, you know, the elite, you know what I'm saying, the elite guys or seeing how they interacted with, with, with the elite guys. And I feel like all of that just, just helped me take my, my game to, 
the yeah. next level. You know, and, and you know, let me ask you this. How important do you feel it is for you as a coach to be an example for the players that may play under you? Right. And, and I ask that because I feel like a lot of things that um, are a big part of being like an, an athlete is watching film. Right. And understand that you can always learn more. Right. And in your situation, you could have easily just, you know, been comfortable and just enjoy the, you know, the way your life is now. But you took the next step to, you know, um, do this. Right. And so now for players that may be playing under you, they see that. And now they may think, OK, iron sharpens iron. I got to continue to improve on my game. Right. So how important is it for you to actually be an example, not just a teacher and a coach and a mentor, but an actual example? Yeah, it's, it's, it's real important. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't – I'm a firm believer that when you come out here, like, everybody's goal should be I want to play at the highest level, right? Everybody should want to aspire to want to play to play at the NFL, right? Is everybody going to get there? No, they're not. But if you make that a goal, right, your, your work ethic and the way you grind is just going to up and up because you're really trying to reach that, that point, you know? So for me getting this, I just want to – you know, show my players that like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not complacent being where I'm at right now. Or like Mike Tomlin says all the time with his, with his, uh, with his team is he's not, you're not seeking comfort, right? I'm not seeking comfort saying that this is the level I want to be at all the time. Like, no, I want to be at the highest level I could possibly get to when it comes to this coaching thing. So when I guys, the guys see that, I'm hoping that they're, thinking the same thing, like, oh, Coach Will out here, you know, making moves, trying to get to the NFL. Like, I got to start making moves, and I got to grind that same way to get to that level. Or Coach Will out here doing these these internships, going to these clinics, you know, always trying to learn new techniques, learn this, learn that. So when I'm out here in the offseason, oh, let me watch this person's game tape. Let me watch this player's game tape and see if I could pick something off their game to make myself better the way that my coach is making himself better, you know, for us as a player. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I look at it. Yeah, and and how how did you end up um, getting that role or that position? Did someone reach out yeah. to you, or was it something you had to apply apply for, or what? So uh, for those guys, for the people that don't know, um, it's called the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship. Um, so basically, it's um, an internship given to minority coaches, whether they're you know black, Hispanic. Um, female, um, things like that, given to given the opportunity given to those, you know, who apply to be in it, right? And it's basically giving us the opportunity to join a staff for a certain period of time and then hopefully at some point gain a full-time position, um, depending on how you do when you get there. But most importantly, just learn and, and, and network, right? Those are two main things, learn and network with the coaches that's that's on the staff, right? Um, so the first time I applied was actually in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. So I've applied three times before this, and I have never been selected, never even came close um, to being selected. Um, fortunate enough, this year I've gotten – I got three calls this year. Um, so I actually interviewed for the Jets um, in April. Um, obviously, I didn't get that. Um, and once I didn't get that, I was like, all right, so that's this year four I ain't about to get. I'm not about to get it for the fourth year in a row. About a month and a half later, I get an email from the assistant offensive line coach in Jacksonville saying they wanted me to come. So I'm like, oh, like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to lock that in. And then maybe, like, I want to say, like, two or three weeks later, 
um, my former teammate, my brother, Ashton Grant, uh, sent me a text and was saying that um, the assistant offensive line coach at uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers was um, asking about me, mm. you know, and, you know, he was saying how he gave me a great recommendation, you know, so shout out to my, my guy Ashton for that. Um, maybe a week later, I got a call from, you know, the assistant head coach out there in uh, Pittsburgh asking if I wanted to, to join him. You know, and I was like, definitely. I'm not passing that opportunity to to be in the same room as, you know, Mike Tomlin, you know, the one of the greatest coaches in the NFL right now, you know. Definitely not passing up that opportunity. So, yeah, it just basically went about – I just applied. Um, once I applied, uh, I sent my resume and references literally to every team in the league. I, I literally mailed them out, physically mailed them out to every single team in the NFL. Um, you know, a couple sent me some letters back saying like they already failed it and things like that. And then obviously with the Steelers, they seen it, seen Ashton was my reference and he knew Ashton, gave him a call. They see, you know, they're giving me a call, you know, so that's, that's really how, how I went about, you know. So, so talk me to about chasing a dream overall, right? Because obviously you, you landed such a great position and role and everyone sees the final result. Right. But I didn't know that you had applied with three times and didn't get it. Right. I didn't know you applied to or at least tried to how many NFL teams was it? Was it 30? 30, 32, 32, uh, 32 NFL teams. Right. So I, I didn't know that. Right. So but the, so the question I have is like the behind the scenes work that's required in order to really like chase a dream. What 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 does that kind of mean to you to know that, like, all right, I'm willing. Right. To to send out you know, the things I need to, to all NFL teams, right? I'm going to put the extra work in and then it's going to pay off. What does that mean to you to know that a dream is really something that you, 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 uh, you definitely attack and chase? Um, I mean, I just look at it as, like I said, as I, I just look at it myself, not trying to seek comfort. Like I'm, I'm all for this grind. Like I know, I know I'm in a profession where it's not easy to, 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 to keep moving to the top. You know, and I'm I'm willing to do any type of work that I have to 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 get there. You know what I mean? Um, nothing's given to anybody easily, especially you know us black people. You know, definitely not given to us easily. You know, so I'm already I'm already prepared for for all that. You know what I mean? So it's it is what it is for me. Like I'm 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 I just want to do that work. I'll do that work to get to where I need to be. And then most of the time in this business. Like it's or like anything in life really is all about who you know. You get what I'm saying? So I'm doing everything I can to to meet the right person and and, and rub elbows with the right one of the right the right coaches to to, you know, get my next shot. You know, so whether that be, you know, going to the coaches convention that happens every year, you know, going out there and maybe rubbing elbows with somebody at the bar, you know what I'm saying? Or or just somebody up on Twitter and seeing they, they're going to respond or, you know, just little things like that, that some people may see like, oh, you're doing too much. or that's, that's extra. Yeah. It's extra for you because you comfortable where you at, mm. you know what I'm saying? But for me, that ain't extra. Like I, I want this, like, like I love this, like this football coaching, like I love it all. You know what I'm saying? So it would be disrespectful for me not to give this profession and, and give my work, like, you know, give my craft 100% effort, 100% work, you know, at all times. Yeah. 
Because then I think of it as well as like someone else out there, if you don't put the work in, right? Someone else out there probably will, right? And so exactly. it's like, you you said it like this industry is very, very competitive and it's not something that's going to be given to you randomly. Um, but are you willing, let me ask you this, are you willing to continue to put the work in and keep your foot on the gas, if you will? Because again, great opportunity. I think where you're at right now is always great. And I think every single time someone, something great happens to people as individuals, there's always that moment of being thankful and appreciative. But now that that spark has been lit even more, do you still feel the need to keep your foot on the gas? Um, I would say, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I got the opportunity, but I'm, I'm still here at Central Connecticut. You know what I mean? It's not like I went out there for two weeks and they said, yo, Charles, we want you to uh, stay here for the rest of the year. You know what I'm saying? We want to make you a full-time coach. So, you know, all, all this opportunity did for me is it just got my foot in the door. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really what this opportunity did for me. Got my foot in the door and got and gave me the ability to show, you know, that I can be at that level. Like I'm a great enough coach to be at that level. I'm a great enough person to connect with those who may be older than me or maybe younger than me, or be able to connect with guys who make way more money than me. You know what I'm saying? And still be able to get that get that same attention that I would get from guys here. So I mean my foot my foot's gonna be on the gas all the way until I'm a I'm a head coach. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the end goal. Like I'm trying to be a head coach. So until I get to that that point where I'm a head coach, you know, my foot's gonna always be on the gas. And even when I become a head coach, like that's cool. I'm there. Now I'm trying to be the best head coach. You know what I'm saying? Like so my foot's gonna be on the gas regardless. You know what I'm saying? As long as I'm in this profession, not letting up at all. So and you mentioned like getting your foot in the door. So talk to me too about the networking that you feel is like required once you're in the door, right? Because it's not like you did all this and then, you know, you were mute once you got there. Talk to me too about how important it is to actually talk to people and get contact information or to stay in the loop with, with some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think that's really important. Um, you know, a lot of guys get numbers and somebody will say, oh, stay in contact. And I know my, my first year coaching, you know, I, I've met quite a bit of, division one coaches and they all say oh you just stay in contact with me stay in contact with me and i'll just be like what does that even mean like 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 how am i supposed to stay in contact with you am i just texting you every day like like what am i what am i doing like you know what i'm saying i just realized like yeah i don't gotta hit this guy up on a daily basis but at least gotta touch base with him every once in a while whether it be a merry christmas or happy thanksgiving or if i see it's his birthday happy birthday like anything like that just to like keep keep my my name fresh in his in his phone and that person's phone you know and then you know obviously when i got out there i thought you know the main goal for me was just to not go in there and act like i didn't know anything mm. like i know ball i know how to do all this so when i get there just be me like just do what i do you know what I'm saying? And if, if it's if it's wrong, they'll help me get it corrected. Right? A lot of times it's not, it's probably not gonna be wrong because you already know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta be confident and and just flow with it, honestly. So when I got there, you know, no, I'm not, I wasn't quiet. I'm you know, our first dinner, I'm walking around the dinner, shaking, shaking hands, introducing myself. Um, it also made it easier that like 
quite a people, quite a bit of people on the staff, like, like knew somebody I already knew. So, you know, like my cousin is a, since a D-line coach for the Panthers. So like he knew a couple people on the staff, you know, my bro, Tyler, you know, he, he used to coach in Miami with, with Brian, Brian Flores. So boom, like once, once I knew that it was easy for me to talk to Flores because we got, we had all that stuff in common. So that was, that was the main goal for me. I didn't want to get there and just stay shut. Like I wanted to get there and, and connect with everybody. Like, at like I, at like I've known these guys forever. Yeah. You know, and, you know what I'm saying? So that, but. And I was going to say how, how, uh, well, two questions. One, um, just idea, like there's a reason why you were there. Right. So like mm-hmm. a lot of people may deal with like imposter syndrome. It's like, all right, once I'm in the room, I'm nervous because I may feel like I don't belong. But at the end of the day, they still have to tell you, like, they still have to accept you, right? They still, like, it was something that you applied for. Right. So that means that they, they said yes. Yeah. So that means, right, there's a reason why you're there. And also, too, I was going to ask, how long were you were you there? Like, how long was it? Yeah. Um. So I got there July 25th, and I just got back uh, this past Saturday. So two weeks. They usually in camp for four. Um. You know, so I got to leave right before their first preseason game just because I had to come back to – my own team um you know but those those two weeks felt like forever honestly like it was it was all love um out there and then to the other point about them accepting me yeah like they hired me they they know like if they didn't think I can do it or they didn't think I would be a a good candidate for that position they probably wouldn't have chose me you know I'm pretty sure they pretty sure they they contacted a bunch of other guys asking like do you have a guy for us? Do you have a guy for us? Right. And I was one of the guys that they decided to, to choose, you know? So when I just got that, I wasn't about to go in there. I did shy. Like there was a point in time in me, um, before I got there, you know, I was telling my fiance, I'm like, I'm like, yo, like I'm a little nervous. And it wasn't like about the coaches or anything like that. It was just more so of like, I'm literally about to coach one of the best guys in the NFL. You get what I'm saying? Like, so it was like, yo, like, I can't mess this up. Like, I can't have half him thinking, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know my stuff. And that was, that was, that was a little thought in my mind, you know, as I was on a plane or everything like that. But then, like, literally, like, as soon as we touched that field, all that just went out the window. It was, it was, it was over with from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just went out there and brought energy from the, from the jump. I was, I was ready. You know what I'm saying? So. You rose to the occasion, cause, cause again, like it's it's what you do, right? It's not like you were entering a situation that like you don't do. They're they're actually do something right. you, you're involved in every single day. Um, but even like you know, hearing your overall story, right? When we kind of think about um, going from playing to now coaching, obviously being at CCSU and, and sending out um, your application to so many different NFL teams and getting the opportunity um, with the Steelers, knowing that you applied more than one time, then eventually did did get it. Um, I think it's all a part of your personal story and journey, right? Um, and that leads me to the final question that I have for you. And that question is, it's a question I ask everyone that's been on Defining Legacy. The question is, how do you want to be remembered? Um. All right, so football-wise, obviously, like, I want to be remembered as as the best, like I said, the best head coach to, to do it. You know what I'm saying? The best head coach to put on a headset. You know what I'm saying? And, and to be the best, I'm not talking just like, all right, he's he's won this amount of championships. He's he's had this amount of games won. He's done this. He's done that. It's more so of like when I say the best, yeah, winning is is factored into it. But like 
I want to be that guy that when past players are interviewed and asked about like, oh, who was the who was the best coach you played for? I want my name being mentioned every single time, like when a when a past player talks about it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I want to be able to sit here and connect with all my guys and make anybody I coach make their experience as best best as possible, mm -hmm. right? And then outside of football, you know, I just want to be remembered as a guy who who worked as hard as he can. Like, you know what I'm saying? Those close to me know know my story, know, know the things that I've been through, the things I had to to go through to get, you know, to this point. Um, and I'm still not even all the way, all the way there and all or all the way set, the way some people may may think. Um, but those who've been around me or who are around me all the time, they know like this path wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when it when it's all said and done, I want I want everybody to just know, like, yo, that's a guy that kept his foot on the gas all the time, kept his head down, put the right work in, did the right things to get to where he had to go. And he ain't he ain't sit here and, and took things lightly or he didn't sit here and, and just felt like something had to be given to him. Like he went he went and took it. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to go take take these opportunities. Like I ain't trying to sit here and just Oh, like I deserve this. Nah, I don't deserve nothing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I gotta earn that. Like I'm earning all this. All this was earned. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's really how I want to be. You know, remembered. Facts. You gotta go out and get it. Sometimes, like you gotta be a savage. You know, I think you know you can sit there and say, "I want to wait on some." That's not really how life works. You know, right. life life usually awards people who are aggressive. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's just how it is. Um, but if you could, man, um, just drop your social media, right? Like, where can people find you, um, you know, if, if they have any questions or want to reach out and things like that? Um, where where, where yeah. can people find you? Yeah, so um, you can find me on Instagram, um, at CWilliams50, all right? Or you can find me on Twitter, you know, at FBCoachCJ. Um, those are two main things that I, I use majority of the time, all right? So... Gotcha, any gotcha. any young any any young people if you got coaching advice I would say hit up Twitter that might be the best the best chance I try to keep my my Instagram somewhat to my private life you know obviously my football life is on there but a lot more private life than it is on on Twitter for sure for sure and I would say on the Define Your Legacy front y'all make sure you subscribe to Theus Elijah on YouTube Define Your Legacy on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, follow Define Your Legacy on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, Theus Elijah, right? Theus Elijah on TikTok. Last but not least, all episodes of Define Your Legacy drop every Thursday morning at 824 a.m. Eastern, all right? Every episode of Define Your Legacy, 824 a.m. Eastern, every Thursday morning, all right? Uh, CJ, if you could, man, close us out with some final words. Now, you have any final words that you want to tell the audience, man? It can be related to, to football, journey, life, motivation, whatever you want. Uh yeah, final words, man. Yo, just just grind, just grind. You may not be where you want to be at this moment, but I promise you, you're gonna get there. Right, as long as you keep grinding, I promise you, you'll get there. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody's path is the same, right? So you can't you can't sit here and try to compare your your journey to to one of your friends' journey. You get what I'm saying? Every everybody's journey is, is different. You know, just just because that guy may have got to his goal a little bit faster than you, I don't mean that you ain't gonna get there. You know what I'm saying? It's just not your time yet, right? God, God, just didn't choose you to have. It wasn't His time for you to get to what you wanted to to do at that moment, All right? So keep your head down, uh, keep grinding, and you know, just stay prayed up. Facts, facts, facts. It's almost like um, it's okay to be aggressive, but at the same time, be patient, right? Like 
continue mm-hmm. to put the work in, but just know everything happens for a reason. You know, the things that you're going exactly. through are part of the process, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I appreciate that, man. Um, and just like that, y'all, another fire episode of Defined Legacy. Uh, CJ, appreciate you for sliding the show, man. Just like that, y'all, we gone. Peace. Thanks, thanks for having me.